Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and I am your all-around hiring guru. You know it is my passion to bring you thought leaders and people that just amplify your career and your day-to-day life, and today is no different. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Drew Jackson, coach, public speaker, trainer, and best-selling author of the Executive Leaders Handbook. Drew has a track record of provoking action. When he works with your sales team, leadership team, or entire staff, he motivates and challenges his listeners to take bold action. He teaches that dreams give you passion for living, and passion for living is the fuel that wakes you up and drives you to persist until you reach your full potential. Drew, thanks for being here today. Yes, thanks for having me, Casey. So you just shared some exciting news with me. Oh, gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. Really? We're going (laughs) to... I'm holding you accountable. Oh, you are. You are. (laughs) My wife will not be happy about this. No, uh, yes. uh, Day one today in training for a marathon. That is huge. And that takes a lot of commitment. I'm huge. So I got to get thinner, you know, to to finish that. Yeah, but you can do it. I'll be there rooting for you. All right. At the end. Deal. With my fan that we talked about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So one of the things I like to do when we start the show is talk about how we got connected. And the way we got connected is a little bit unique compared to the way I normally connect with people. So do you want to tell the story? Yeah. So I had a, um, from what I remember from the email, is that you got my information from one of my clients and you reached out and we had a phone call and we just began to, you had some other people that you wanted to connect me with and it's been fantastic. So the entire process was uh, was great. I mean, you are a go-getter. You're quick with it. You don't mess around. <laughs> If I mess around, I forget. (laughs) That's why I have to do it like right away, you know, but no. And I thought it was so interesting because, you know, we are actually um, through an organization that I belong to, Success North Dallas, VIP, one of their give backs to the community is they sponsor the Young Executive Initiative that is a part of Success North Dallas. And recently, which makes perfect sense because we, um, you know, we're recruiters for accounting and finance. We partnered with the Texas CPA Dallas chapter, and we're actually going to co-sponsor a happy hour with them coming up here pretty soon. And that's where, when I was working with them, where I learned about you, and Perfect. I thought you had spoke to them, but we learned now that it was another organization that she had attended. Yeah, but yeah. That's the beauty of networking. Yes, You go absolutely. to all these events, and then you get to meet all these great people, and then you get to connect all your friends. Yeah. So your friends are my friends, my friends are your friends. It's a win-win. I know. It's beautiful. I love it. So, but thank you so much for letting me do some light stalking on you and, (laughs) you know, agreeing to come on here anyway. Um, But this is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait to share your book and share what exciting things you have going on. But just to get us started, just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So I'm an executive coach and leadership trainer. 
And um, I work with small businesses with 50 to 500 employees and really help them um, develop their leadership team and, uh, and go to the next level, retain their top talent. And, you know, with leadership, I really believe when you, when you get that right leadership team in place, you're going to see the sales grow. Yep. You're going to see retention increase. It's just a win-win all the way across the board. And then beyond that, Married, just celebrated 20 years of marriage. Oh my gosh, that yeah, is huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, thank you. And uh, we have five kids and three dogs. I did not dogs. know that about yes, you. Five kids. What are the age so, ranges? 17 to five. And, and then, so we had them about every three years. And then when COVID hit, it had been three years since we had a kid. And we were like, no more kids. <laughs> so we got like, three dogs instead, you know? So I don't know that go. was a better choice, but it happened. That's how it went down. It's a good substitute. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to send them to college. Exactly. Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Just puppy school. Yeah. Know? So, And I love what you said about the leadership and training them to retain your talent. Yeah. That is so huge these days. Um, just because I know turnover is huge with the great mm -hmm. resignation. I read a statistic the other day. I don't know if you know this. That said 65% of people as of last October were looking for new jobs. Wow. I believe it. I mean, you know, there's there's all these opportunities that are out there mm -hmm. and um, we have so much ability to to change and transition that the options, they're in front of people. They're right in front of your face every single day. Absolutely. And I'm curious to see what happens with, you know, this supposed, I, mean, I, I don't want to even say supposed, with this potential recession coming mm -hmm. up. Because, you know, we have seen job growth. We One of my uh, teammates sent out um, the average jobs added by city. Okay. And three of the top five, the only only five had positive numbers when it came, came to adding jobs okay. to the economy. And three of the five were in Texas. Wow. Yeah. And I'm talking like six-figure numbers. It was impressive. We got a good thing going on here. Everybody else was negative. Yeah. It was incredible. So, yeah. So I think that's another reason we're seeing a lot of the jobs, um, a lot of the moves, but I think like you couldn't pry me out of VIP. There's <laughs> no way, you know, I've got such a great leadership team and I've got such a great team because of the leadership that I just feel like it'd be foolhardy to go somewhere else. Yeah. How often do you see that? Well, um, it just depends. It depends on the person, what they're looking for. And I think that's that's really where I like to start with people is, is what are you looking for? Because um, if you're frustrated in an area, it might be that you haven't really defined what it is you're looking for in an employer. And, um, and oh, so- in, Oh, I love that you said employer. Yeah. Because you're talking to the candidate, the employee. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Tell yeah, yeah, more. yeah. So when I'm, I'm talking to people, um, leaders on a team, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm talking to the owners and then many times I'm talking to their leadership team. And- when I'm, when I'm discussing those things with them, I'm asking them, Hey, what is your dream? Where do you want to go? What, what excites you? What is, what are you passionate about? And I found that when people haven't defined that many times, they can be frustrated where they're at and then they pick, right? They mm -hmm. pick at everything going on. So, uh, and I just, I tell my clients this too. I say, look, I'm going to have a conversation with your, um, your, your, the person I'm coaching on your team, the leaders on your team. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to ask them that question. What's their dream? What do they want to do? And one of two things is, is going to happen. They are going to determine that their dream is there, mm -hmm. where they're at, and they're going to be super happy and even more bought in, or they're going to go. And every time they've gone, it's been addition, addition by subtraction because 
those folks were struggling. They were picking at stuff. Yep. They were fighting change where the leader was trying to go. So, um, so yeah, I'm very straightforward with my clients in that way that I'm going to have that conversation and, and it could go either way, but I promise you it'll be good if we have it. I, you, I could not agree more because one of the conversations I typically have with candidates that are looking to make a move because mm -hmm. they're unhappy. It's okay. Well, why are you unhappy? Yeah. And were you happy in your last job? Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. And what about the job before that? And a lot of times, and I'm sure you see this, you hear that theme of, well, no, they were doing this, this, and this, but that's what you're saying they're doing here. So maybe this is a you problem. Mm -hmm. You need to get this fixed because you're not ever going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Right? Absolutely. If, if Bob has a problem with everyone, maybe Bob's the problem, right? Exactly. It goes back to that whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's one of the things and, you know, and all companies go through a transition, right? Mm -hmm. At some point. And we, like you say, subtraction, addition, addition by, by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. We call it self-selecting out. Yeah. Because there are those people that the change is going to happen inevitably and they're not going to be able to stand it. Mm -hmm. And so they go somewhere else. Yeah. And so I've seen entire teams turn over that way. So, okay. So tell me a little bit about your strategic career coaching court program that you yeah, do. Yeah. So this is, this is a passion thing for me. So it's not even something that, um, I, I do it with everybody. Let me, let me kind of back up and explain this. Um, many years ago in my twenties, I watched every webinar, mm -hmm. read all the personal growth books and was really trying to figure out what on earth am I here for? You know, like, what's my purpose? Why, why am I here on earth? What is, what am I supposed to uniquely do in this world? And, um, about the age 28, 30, I roughly got this sentence, um, purpose statement for myself that my dream is to help you live yours. And, and that really is what drives me and what motivates me is I want to help. Um, I want to help the people I interact with or people I can't even interact with. Um, I want to help them live their dream. And I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do on earth when I do that. So I created, it's completely free, um, a webinar. You can actually get it on YouTube. I'm not asking for an email address or anything. Can you believe that Casey? Wow. I know, right? You're not um, very good at this marketing <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But I just, I wanted people to know that I'm, I'm not doing this for any other reason, except, um, I want to benefit you. I want to add value to you. So there's a workbook on there that people can get. And really it's, it's a compilation of all that I went through trying to figure out, Hey, what am I good at? You know, I'm only good at a couple of things. I can speak, I can connect with people, mm -hmm. you know, and communicate. And that's, that's, that's about it. And leadership along those lines. But, um, but I figured out, Hey, here's what I'm passionate about. Here's the experiences that I've had in the past. And when I put all those together, um, I landed on what I'm doing right now. And, and as long as every day when I wake up, if I'm helping people live their dream, then I'm doing what I was put on earth to do. I think you and I are so alike. And I think it's beautiful when somebody finds their passion, finds their purpose in life, because everybody's got a purpose, right? Yeah. Everybody has a legacy to leave. Yeah. And once you figure that, like today, everybody's like, what are you doing today? And I'm like, I'm going to work. And they're like, you're so happy. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. I love it. I love that I get to do what I do and I get to help the people I get to help. Yeah. And I get to meet people like you. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to meet me, right? Right, right. So, okay. So you talked about finding your purpose. How, how do you assist professionals in particular in finding their life or their work purpose or their life purpose? Yeah. So it's, it's a side thing that I do, as, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm doing the executive coaching thing and I'm mm -hmm. doing leadership development. I'm helping them out. But when we're in that private meeting, the first thing that I like to do 
is ask them, what's your dream? And just shut up and listen and let them talk. And, let, and many times people are never, they'll, they'll go their entire lifetime and they've never been asked that question. Mm -hmm. And so they'll kind of feel around and they'll go, I don't, I don't know what my dream is, or I, I need to think on that for a little bit. But what I found is that that is the lever of motivation that as we go on throughout the coaching process and things get more and more challenging and they, they, they don't want to put in the effort, yes. kind of like you were talking about a trainer, right? That trainer that keeps you there, that trainer probably has a lever, probably has an ultimate goal or something that she knows she can say to you that makes you go, you're right. I need to do that one more rep. I need to do, you know, five more minutes, whatever the case is. And so that's how I, I, I use that to help people and, and walk them through that process. Have you ever asked somebody that question and them not be able to tell you what their dream is? Yeah, I've had uh, someone say, that's a great question. I don't know. Can I get back to you in our next session? I highlight it in my notes. The next thing I ask is, hey, we talked about this, we left off on this. And um, one particular person recently gave me just some spits and spurts and they, they kind of shared some, some things or maybe what their dream used to be and how they're kind of discouraged along mm -hmm. the way and why did that change, right? So we got to have a good conversation around that. And, um, and it's just such a good place for one in that coaching relationship to build trust, mm -hmm. to build connection, to let them know that I care about you um, but also it's going to make such uh, a more engaged employee because they go, my, my goodness, my employer is paying for me to go through this process. Yes, to get better for them, but to get better for me. Yeah. And they just buy in. And I mean, we've just seen fantastic results. You know, that is one question, like when I'm doing an intake with a new client that I ask is what type of professional development do you provide for your employees? And if your employee wants a coach, do you help them with that? Yeah. Because if I feel like if a company is willing to invest in their employees with a coach, mm -hmm. that's huge. I think everybody should have a coach. Yeah. Several of them. Yeah. You know, for different areas of your life. So, um, like, you might have a fitness coach. You might have a, you know, career coach yeah. or just a life coach. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I've got several. And I'm very fortunate. So, yeah. I just... But I think it's so, and, and being a coach myself, having gone through that process to get certified, mm -hmm. I'm just like, I think everybody should have to go to school to be a coach. <laughs> I mean, it's so transformative. Well, and it's so, one of my best performing organic videos on my YouTube channel is open-ended questions examples, because it's a lost art. People don't know how to ask open-ended questions and it, um, it's such a great leadership skill. If you, mm -hmm. if you get that skill down and you learn to monitor your face, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I used to do youth ministry. Mm -hmm. So I'd hang out with kids and then, you know, kids, you know, they mess up and they, they, they share what's going on and you can't go, Oh, what's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. If, if, if they, they made a mistake in life and you can't, you can't let your face show, uh, any kind of anything to them. Personal and, Exactly. Emotion. Personal yeah. emotion. And I learned that, um, at a young age. And so that is so beneficial in that coaching relationship. You ask the question, someone tells their deepest, darkest secret, what they're ashamed of. And you go, okay, let's move on. What's next. Right. I haven't mastered that yet. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> You're still trying to get the face to. <laughs> so one of my employees told me one time, she's like, Casey, your face doesn't lie. Yeah. You, it can't lie. Everybody knows exactly what you're thinking. And I'm like, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> okay. But okay. So, um, 
you're, you focus specifically on leadership, mm -hmm. right? And yes. throughout your career, you've worked with, and I just want to make sure I get these right, you've worked with leaders of Chick-fil-A, mm -hmm. Medical City, Pinnacle Bank, and I mean, and yeah. so many more, but that's just to name a few. Yeah, so yeah. what is your definition of strong leadership? You know, I, I love that question. I think it's such an interesting question. You think strong leadership, um, and I guess how I answered it is thinking, what is weak leadership? Okay. And so if I go about it that way, I think strong leadership is a confident leader and a confident leader in opposition to an insecure leader. Insecure leaders are the weakest leaders. They're the worst leaders mm -hmm. to work for. They are trying to push you down. Yep. They're not allowing you. They're not, they're not paying and investing in you. They don't want you to, uh, they're holding back information from you that yes. would benefit you to do your job. Yes. Um, or to so, maybe take theirs someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Cause they're insecure where it's people, when they try to hold on to their, their little piece of the pie and not share with others, that says more about them than anything else. Mm -hmm. The more that you can do that, anybody who's been in leadership for a long time, the more that you can get your job off of your plate and onto others and work uh, with and through others, the higher you're going to, you're going to move into an organization up and up and up. They will say, we cannot, there's no way we can get rid of you because you have reproduced yourself in every environment that you find yourself in. So yeah, that's how I would, I would define a strong leader as a confident leader um, that is not dealing with those insecurities that all of us, myself, all of us um, deal with uh, early on in leadership. So I just had this conversation the other day. Do you know that there is an actual syndrome for, or a, a, I guess it would be called a syndrome for the fear of not being good enough? There's a word. Oh, um, the imposter syndrome. Or no, that's No, there's different. like a medical oh term. no i didn't know it's that. called a telephobia a telephobia the fear of not being good enough okay that's so, thing it's a thing and i found that when i was doing my gremlin project through coaching school because we had to create a visual representation mm -hmm. and so i created this gremlin I, i'll not gonna i'll spare you the details but i'll tell you her name it was telly uh, because of that yeah for telephobia we all feel, have that feeling of not being good enough or yeah. the imposter syndrome. I just had that conversation with my mentor too, because yeah. I was like, I'm not good enough. And he's like, shut up. You know? <laughs> he, he's not very easy on me. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, something tells me that that's okay with you though. It, you kind of have to be that way because otherwise I'll just bulldoze over <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. I've, you've got to get you my attention. you got to meet strength with strength. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, and I know we kind of talked about this earlier, but how does strong leadership impact revenue, morale, and even retention like we talked about. Well, if you think about insecure leaders, they're gonna drive off talent. Yeah. Because talent is gonna say, why will you not give me the tools to do my job? Why, why are you threatened by me? And they'll also recognize, um, it's the whole idea that, that um, an, a level eight leader um, cannot be led by a level six leader because talk to me about those levels real quick what does that mean well just just on a scale of one to ten okay so let's say that you're you're experienced you're confident you're not dealing with the insecurity stuff you come into an organization and you have an insecure boss you go i've already overcome that in my leadership journey mm. if they haven't this isn't the place for me so just on on the basis of retention now you talk about holding back information um, that would enable you to do, to do your job 
morale goes down. Where does morale go up? When people go, hey, I want to invest in you. I want to see you be the best possible person you can be. And when you are succeeding, I'm your number one cheerleader. I'm over here on the mm -hmm. side. I'm cheering you on. That is the type of leader that boosts morale and people say, I will, you know, follow you around the world. I'll, I'll, I'll change organizations with you just yes. so I can stay with you. That is so incredible. And I know I keep talking about VIP, but I mean, <laughs> it's my experience, right? Yeah, and, and yeah. honestly, it is the best company I've ever worked for in my life. And they demonstrate exactly what you're talking about. And I love that they brought all of us in. It was early when I started with them. And first, I'm gonna tell you this. I talk about this a lot on the podcast, <laughs> but when I interviewed with them and I was not looking, I was not, I, I went in there kicking and screaming and I'm so glad that I did go and I took yeah. that interview. The first question they asked me is, what do you want to do? Mm. Not here's what we want you to do. Yeah. We already have a job description for you. What do you want to do? And I laid out this crazy plan and they said, okay, you weren't supposed to say yes, yeah. you know, but even through the years that I've been there, it's changed. And so they brought us all together and they said, look, we want to encourage you that if you're not doing what you want to be doing, mm -hmm. that you come talk to us, let us help you. Even if it's not here, yeah. we want you to be happy in your role. And I just thought that was huge. <laughs> How amazing a, a recruiting firm focusing on like retaining their own people, Absolutely. developing their own people. I mean, that's that's how it, they should all be. But I'm oh sure no, they it's churn and burn. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the other ones. So we've got um, people that have been there. Like I'm the baby, and I've been there almost five years. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, and we've got a couple of others because talk about following people from where you work. Yeah. I've pulled like four or five people from my last recruiting agency yeah. over to here. So only the ones I like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I tell them that all the time too. So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about what advice you might have to help strong leaders adapt to new teams. So yeah. like, you know, we were just talking about leaving, they go into this team and how are they going to adapt? Well, so the first thing you have to remember is that in every new situation that you find yourself in, you are, um, you're starting at, at, as a positional leader. So you're starting at that bottom level of leadership where the only reason they're doing what you say to do is because you're the boss. Right. Not okay. Because they don't have a relationship with you yet. True. They, you haven't demonstrated. When you came into VIP, for everybody you worked with, you had to demonstrate your competency. Yep. And so um, I would tell the confident leader, the strong leader, what you need to do is you need to accept that. Mm-hmm. And be excited about that and say, hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to become, uh, build relationships with everybody that's on my team, with my peers. I am going to demonstrate my work ethic, show up early, stay late. I'm going to do all the things that are going to show that I am in this thing, that I am competent. And it's very quick. So once you've done it before, you can do it again. And uh, it's a fast process, but you have to recognize that when you go into that new team that... You're starting at that bottom level of, level of positional leadership and, and you got to work your way up. Yeah. And I think that too, um, especially if you're coming in at a leadership level, you've got to be cognizant of the fact that there might be people there that didn't get the job that wanted it. Absolutely. And so I think that that could be a real struggle for some leaders as in a new position. Yeah. And just modeling humility. Um, uh, in those situations, I love the story from Benjamin Franklin where there was a guy in his town and small little organization that they were both part of, and they didn't like each other for one reason or another. Well, this gentleman had a book that Benjamin Franklin really 
wanted. And it's not like they, you could order books on Amazon back then. Oh right? my God, the horror. Yeah. So, so uh, he went to this guy that he knew did not like him. And he said, I was wondering if you would allow me to borrow that book from you. And the guy said yes. And then after that point, liked him. Why? Think about it. People love to be in that strong position mm. over you. So he allowed himself to move into that weaker position of saying, I need something that only you can give me. And it totally revolutionized the relationship. So think about that. You're moving into a new situation. You got someone that they thought they should get the job. Yeah. You got it. You say, hey, you've been here for 15 years. You got so much. Can you please help me understand how I can best be a benefit to this team? Bam. Right? Mic drop. So, <laughs> That's there you go. awesome. Okay. So let's talk about this amazing book. Sure. So I just got it today, so I haven't had a chance to read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hold it up for everybody? Like, yeah. Take a peek at it. There we go. The Executive we go. Leaders yeah. Handbook. So what can we expect from this? Yeah. So we've got leadership, uh, organizational leadership material, connection and communication, and then mindset. I love mindset. Yeah. So, so those are three sections of the book. And it's literally a handbook. So think about the manual in your car. You know, if you need to switch out a light, you go to the manual, you look at the, the table of contents, you say, where, where do I switch out a light? Yep. And then you, you do the steps that, to, to switch out the light. So this book is set up where it's questions, the top questions okay. that my clients have had and, um, and the information that I've shared with them to overcome those problems. So they're the things that I've done in my leadership journey that have worked for me, but they're also, I only, I put requirements on myself, only uh, information that I've used with my clients that they found benefit from and given me feedback that that was the answer. So um, information on how do I have a tough conversation with uh, an employee? Mm. Uh, how, do I, how do I talk to my peers? What, what is kind of the filter? I have this chapter on filters. What's the filter for my peers? What's the filter for my leader, my boss? What's my filter for my direct reports? How do I interact with them? Um, and then even down to how do I lead a meeting? Maybe your, your meetings are a little stale mm -hmm. and you want to you know, have an have a awesome meeting. Look through my meeting model and take those steps and begin to put them into practice. It's how I learned leadership was I'd read something, I'd practice it. I'd read, I'd practice. And that's how I learned leadership. And I think it's the best way you've, you've got to, at some point, stop just reading, consuming information, and you've got to put it into practice and try it. and modify it. I, I say this very candidly. Um, that's what coaching is for, right? It, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's me not telling you what to do. It's me asking you questions because you know the situation exactly. better than anybody else. So if you try something and it doesn't work immediately or exactly, tweak it, modify it, make it your own work with it so that you can um, take the principle and apply it to your situation and, and get the result you're looking for. I love that. That is so good. And I'm turning straight to the meeting section hey, as soon go. as we get done here. Great. I have some big meetings coming up. Perfect. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, okay. So, I mean, we are almost out of time. I definitely want to get to our VIP questions. This is just flown oh, yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. That's I, right. I cannot believe how quickly this conversation went. Um, so my first question to you this is this is where I get my insight. Okay. These okay. are some really open-ended questions, right? Yes. And open for interpretation as well. Mm -hmm. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? Yeah. I would definitely And that's tough because you got five kids. I've got five kids. Um, but it was actually pretty easy. Okay. So I would definitely take my wife. Okay. Um, and then our youngest, our five-year-old, he's got some special needs. 
And so he's probably going to be living with us <laughs> for, for the foreseeable future. So, uh, so he would go, have to take him with us. And then I'd move over to a thing and I'd have to take some chocolate. I mean, I don't know how much chocolate Elon is planning on shipping <laughs> up there, but I thought, you know what? Chocolate. I, I'd have to bring some chocolate. Chocolate is good. I like yeah, chocolate. Yeah, am I right now? Yeah. Yeah. Do you do the dark chocolate or just? The I milk? like the dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah. I'm special dark With a or even sea the sea salt. That's good too. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Super curious about this question. Okay. What is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? So it's the um, walking or running with my wife. So in the morning, we exercise together. Probably for the last 10 years, we've done that. Wow. And um, I'm not saying every day, so don't be too impressed with well, me. Well, still, 10 but, years is a long time to do anything. Yeah, but, but um, that exercise in the morning gives us time to debrief our day, okay. to talk about um, grievances we might have with somebody else at work or others or, or each, each other. other. Um, <laughs> Hopefully and, not with <laughs> dumbbells in your hands. <laughs> no, no, no. And then, you know, just talk through kind of what's the plan for your day today? What's my okay. plan? What are you doing? Oh, that's neat. And to listen to each other. And here's, I'll just plug this in. People can't hear you until they're heard. So if anybody tries it, um, you know, let be the, be the, the uh, more mature person. Let the other person speak first because until um, my wife or anybody else, until they get off their chest, whatever it is that's bothering them, I can talk. You've probably done it with your significant other. You come home, you talk about the day and you're just like, blur. And then, and then they go blah back. Yep. And then you go blur about your day again and yep. they go blah. And, and, and you're, you're not, not yeah. talking. You're just doing that thing. Yeah. So engaging and then um, going, oh yeah, by the way, I'm, I got this thing going on today. I'm going to be hanging out with, you know, Casey today. So. <laughs> I'm going to be doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I really like that. And, you know, once upon a time, my significant other, my boyfriend, um, we had a very similar ritual where we would, but he's, he has been promoted since then. And so we don't do it as much anymore because he travels so much, yeah. but we would get up in the mornings and before we would do anything, we would meditate. We'd mm -hmm. have our own quiet times Yeah. and then we would journal. And then we'd re read those back to each other and That's share cool. like our gratitude for the day yeah. and, you know, what we had going on for the day at that time and anything what else. What an intimate thing, the journaling thing and then sharing it. Yeah. Y yeah. Even knowing you're going to do it, but you still are like, I still have to journal this Yeah. because I have to get this out for myself. And then to share that, I mean, that's, that's and, and that's one of the things that we really kind of set as one of the rules is that you don't hold back just because we're sharing. Yeah. This is our time to really get everything out that needs to be gotten out. Yeah. Um, we also would set our intention for the day because I think that if you don't have a target, mm -hmm. how do you know if you hit it? Absolutely. So intentions and you, you know about the reticular activation system. When you set your intention, your brain's going to subconsciously work to make that happen. That's awesome. So, okay. Not about me, but I love what you do. No, no. <laughs> I'm thinking um, I'm taking notes on, on, uh, what you do. Okay. Awesome. Okay. My final question for you, mm -hmm. if your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? His dream was to help you live yours. I mean, it has to be, right? Of course it does. Yeah. Boom. So I, I now I just got to live up to that headline. It's like the tombstone thing, right? Yeah, it's the dash in between, mm -hmm. right? So how do people find you? Because I know they're going to want to. Yeah, well, people can get the book for free. So if they go to what? the... Yeah, you can go to the executiveleadershandbook.com and you can download the PDF version absolutely free. Obviously, you can get it on Amazon. You can do all that. But uh, I want to get this information in as many people's hands as possible. So you can find me there. Um, or you can go to Drew T. Jackson 
uh, dot com or Drew T. Jackson, my YouTube channel, and find the um, oh, I'm uh, definitely career gonna do that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna not that I need career planning, but I'm yeah, just, no, I'm gonna I, go check out. It's your It's mainly YouTube. leadership. That's that's kind of my passion thing. So that's on there. But leadership communication, and I've got 350 videos on there. So. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of dedication. Yeah. You know? How long are the videos? Oh, they range from uh, three to five minutes up to you know 30 minutes, just depending. They're gotcha. not all podcasts. They're they're uh, uh, content related around leadership communication. Gotcha. I was like, wow. I thought I was doing good. <laughs> oh, you are doing good. You're doing amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you know what? I just have one last thing to say to you. Okay. You are a VIP. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.